listening. One little word that sounds so easy. It's like we naturally do it, right? Wrong. You need to know that listening is the single most powerful investment that we can make in a relationship. Listening. Sounds simple, but it's really not. In fact, as we continue in this series called Relationship Stuff, here's the truth that I want to have a conversation about. Listening shows and secures love. I mean, we say a lot of things about love and we give flowers, we do these different things. Anything we do in any context, you know, give a bonus at work. We're trying to, you know, show love. But listening is the most powerful way to show and secure love. And God shows us this. It's one of the great ways we know that God loves us. Think about the vastness of this God who literally spoke the universe into existence. He has, he has several things on his agenda, lots going on, and yet he listens to us. Why? He loves us. Look at how the psalmist said it, Psalm 66, verses 19 and 20. God has surely listened and heard my voice in prayer. Praise be to God. I mean, this is the reason I'm rejoicing. He's not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. No, he's shown his love to me by listening, and that secures my love, my desire to worship him. Psalm 116, verse 1 and 2. I love the Lord, is the declaration of the psalmist. I love the Lord. Why? For he listened. I mean, he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear to me. I'll, I'll call on him as long as I live. What, what do we see there? I mean, God listening shows his love and it secures our love. We want to follow him. We, we want to walk with him. We want to be faithful to him and worship him forever because he listens. Listening shows and secures love. When someone doesn't listen to us, it's really a subtle form of rejection. When, when someone won't listen to us, whether true or not, it's communicating the idea that we don't matter to them. And rightly or wrongly, when, when we're not listened to, we'll ultimately stop listening ourselves. This lack of listening that goes on in all of our lives is a relationship killer. It's at the core of what makes relationships unhealthy. And so the practical application I want to share with you this weekend as a part of the conversation is if we're, if we're going to experience and enjoy not dysfunctional, unhealthy, dying relationships, but healthy relationships and healthy relationships that don't linger for a while and disappear but that last, then we have to learn and practice the skill, the art of listening. We really have to learn it. And if you think about it, most of us didn't take a class on listening. You know, we classes on lots of things, but not on listening. We have to learn the skill, the art, the discipline of listening. And it's not enough to learn it. We need to practice it. It's a big deal. But I have to tell you, that's the easy part of the talk. It's so easy to say, listening's important, and we've got to listen. That's the easy part. It is not easy to actually listen. And I, uh, we want to prove it to you. The creative team came up with this idea that we should play a game with you to prove this, all right? So this is like going to be an interactive, let's prove the talk kind of deal, all right? 
And for those of you at our other campuses, we're going to let you guys play in your setting. We're one church in four locations. So those of you in Saline and Brighton and Gross Eel, I'm going to actually pass it off to your campus pastors so they can lead you in this listening game, all right? And for those of us here in Plymouth, uh, I've invited some help out. In fact, one of our brilliant video team members, Dougie Oliver, would you welcome him to the platform? Dougie, come on out. Uh, uh, this is uh, my son, as you can tell, we're just identical. He's not my son, actually. Uh, he wouldn't claim me as father, but you might recognize Dougie. How many of you have ever been to Glory of Christmas? The Glory of Christmas, have you been there? Yeah, Dougie is Green Man of Green Man and Red Man. Did you know that? Yeah. So he's not bald after all, and he has a beard and all that stuff, right? <laughs> a beard. But it, but it didn't start with Green Man. You That's actually, uh, let me show you a picture. He was a happy birthday Jesus boy. How do I stand just that? Two years running, and hey, this... This is interesting. Uh, he still wears that suit. I still it's fit, pretty yeah. cool, right? Yep. Yeah, good. All right, Dougie, tell him what we're going to do. So, uh, super simple. I think we've all played it once before. We're going to play a little game of telephone. So, <clears throat> it's going to go all the way across. So, basically, I have some volunteers over here. Oh, you guys all match today. That's super cute. That's nice. Uh, so, they have little pieces of paper, and they're going to give it to the people on the edge here. So, you're going to memorize that, put it away. And then we're going to whisper it to the people next to you. We're going to go all the way across this row right here. You guys are going to collect, and you're going to write down what you think you heard. Uh, same thing over on here. They're going to come back and collect them. We're going to take a look at the, uh, what they wrote down, and then we're going to laugh at you. So we're going to do this quickly. We only have a couple minutes to do this. Balcony going to do the same thing. I think uh, the volunteers up there are going to communicate how you guys are, are passing them inwards. So... Um, and we yeah. have a time limit. We have a time limit. You've got to go fast minutes. at this thing, all right? Yes. You memorize it, you pass it down, and do it quickly, right? Yes. Yeah, and quickly. when do we start? Uh, we're actually going to start. We're going to play a song for you. This is actually, we played this at my wedding. Was this your first dance? It's our first dance. Very good. Yeah. Memorize it, whisper it down. All right. Uh, by the way, thanks for being so excited. The energy in this room right now is blowing <laughs> me away. It's like, you guys are awe inspiring. Uh, Come on, get into this game. This is a way for you See, to interact. I just some, of really, you, some of them come to church and they don't think they're supposed to talk to anybody else. I know, this is actually a new thing for a lot of people. You're going to talk to your neighbor. It's weird. They're alive and breathing, so go ahead and communicate. And make sure, do it quickly. Whisper it down all the way down the line. This is good. This is all right, good. I need this to tell good. you the truth. Here's why we're doing this game. I didn't have time to write a talk this week, and so this is how we're wasting the time just all filler. weekend long. Lots that, of filler. That's a... Uh, <laughs> See, this, she's already way ahead. I like this. Uh, How's the balcony doing? Gosh. This is already a disaster. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Dougie, get control. I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what I can do. How are we doing? We doing good? All you have to do is whisper. I hope the people in the front row there actually, like, knew how to read. Oh, uh, goodness. Uh, this, we By the way, now that I sat down on the platform with these skinny jeans, I don't think I'm going to be able to get back <laughs> up. So I'm here for the a minute long thirty haul. left. How are we doing? Are we already collecting sayings here, Steph? Oh, these people are already we, done. Really awesome. This is really, really good. Yeah, I think you tell him. <laughs> okay. I can't read this one out loud in public. Uh, <laughs> keep on going. Go quickly. Go quickly. All right. Got a little over a minute left. 
You can only say it once. Why that was, was a bit exaggerated. Why was that so difficult for you? <laughs> All right. Hey, are you having fun Do yet? Come on, are you here? having fun? All I'll right. Take that. Tell your face. Make sure you give these All to Dougie. Right. Give them to Dougie. Perfect. <laughs> Some of your faces are absolutely classic. Thank you. Like, oh my gosh, I don't come to church to do stuff like this. Oh, this is not what we wrote down. All right, 34, 33, 32. 31. Well, we have do? 12 runs, people, so they can actually run. Hey, Steph, are you out of breath yet? Oh, thank you. You out of breath? <laughs> All right. <laughs> These are mm, 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 mm. <laughs> 15 seconds, Dougie. Some of these aren't even in English. We have a bilingual crowd. <laughs> Here's oh, some more. Man. I can't lean down. I just proved oh, it with my jeans, so I'm okay. going to have to get All that. Right. All right. There we go. Thank you very much for oh. participating. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so Dougie's much. Dougie's going to cull through these things and huh. see if there's anything I can read out loud. But All before right. you do, we need to show them what the original phrase yes, was, right? These the are original not bad. phrase a bunch of yellow bananas launched on a blue boat. So. By the way, we only, we only say things that are really important and meaningful here at Northridge Church. And so that's what that is. Uh, one of the rows said, I want, by the way, that low roar was like the lions just fumbled one more time or something. That was pretty interesting. I, here's one row said, I want you to yell banana week a spell boat. That is awesome. <laughs> really that's not sweet. anywhere close to reality. That's, nope, that's not close at all. This one's By the way, blank. I like this one. That this is terrific. Blank. It's blank. Really good job listening. This is like many of you after a conversation with your spouse right there. Blank. <laughs> Have no idea what just happened. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, that one. A bunch of kiwi bananas left on a boat. <clears throat> that's which again, fascinating. We've all been there. What is a kiwi We've banana? We've all been there. <laughs> um, a, a lot of people got it actually. So uh, good well, for that you. Sucks. Good listening. This is not helping us though. All right, you guys, you guys can leave. You already know about this thing. Thank you very much for coming. Uh, oh, here, this one. This one definitely got it. The wrong song on a boat. <laughs> yeah, and uh, let's, uh, uh, let's okay. Do What's that one? A bunch of yellow bananas drenched in a blue... In blue blood. In blue blood, okay. Someone's a fan of the TV show, probably. Yeah, blue blue yeah. Bloods. They, there we go. Yeah. Maybe All there was right. an episode about bananas on a boat. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that one's pretty good. <laughs> Bow, banana boot. Yeah, baby. That sounds like a hip-hop song. Bow, banana boot. Bow, banana no, boot. I would read this one. All right. But see, I got, I got bills to pay. I don't want to get fired. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take this one back and burn it. All right, dude. Cool. Thank right. you. Give Dougie a hand. I appreciate it. All right, that could have gone better. That, uh, uh, just so you know, the reason this is the creative team's idea is because I'd never come up with an idea to do something this stupid. That's just kind of the. The way I am. The minute we do stuff like this, I lose control. But I appreciate you playing and being a part of it. Right now, I want to welcome back our campuses. So Celine and Brighton and Grosile, welcome back. I'm hoping that 
Well, this was less of a waste of time there than it was here. That'd be, uh, actually, this is a good listening crowd. Many of them got it, and I appreciate it. But let's talk about listening. Listening, one of the most powerful investments we can make in a relationship because it shows and secures love. I mean, if, when we're born, except those of us who have the physical challenge of not being able to physically hear, I mean, when we're born, we start hearing sounds and we start discerning those and listening seems to be such a natural part of our lives, but listening is anything but natural. And you need to know, if we're going to really learn the skill of listening and then practice it, there are some obstacles that we have to remove. And all I'm going to do here is I'm going to just kind of list them. You're going to know they're real. I, I give you a Bible passage for each of these things where you can see it happening in the Bible. And I may or may not read that verse to you. But I, I, I'm hoping that you'll, you'll go through on your own this week and contemplate these obstacles in your life. And, and that you'd seek to remove them. Because remember, when you listen, you show love and you secure love. But when you don't, it is a form of rejection. It's a relationship killer. And yet these obstacles make it really hard. The first obstacle is busyness. Busyness. A gal named Martha got, you know, rebuked by Jesus because she was so distracted by her business, busyness that she didn't even have time to listen to him. I mean, the creator of the world. You can read about that in Luke 10. And, and I'm going to tell you, it's like busyness can kill us. There's another obstacle, really, that impedes listening, and it's, it's impatience. Impatience, this is mine. I mean, the, the verse I chose here is Proverbs 29, 20. Do you see a man who speaks in haste? <laughs> Roxanne always says yes. You know, that's my wife looking at me. Uh, there's more hope for a fool than for him. I, I, I'm one of these people, it's like, I'm just too impatient to let you finish what you're saying. I, I feel like, and whether this is right or wrong, that you know, halfway through the first sentence of a paragraph that you're saying, I already know what you're going to say, so why waste the time letting you say it? Why don't I just get involved, right, in the conversation? And, and impatience is a huge obstacle, a huge obstacle to listening. There's another obstacle we have to remove, and it comes with my impatience, talking. Have you noticed that it's impossible to listen while talking? Which is why I enjoy talking so much, quite frankly. I, I don't have to listen. And we, we do this. We talk over each other all the time. Uh, look at Ecclesiastes 5.2. Don't be quick with your mouth. Don't be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God's in heaven and you are on earth. Let your words be few. One of the many commands of scripture I've broken. Talking is an obstacle. In a relationship, we need to have conversations. It demands two. Another obstacle that we have to remove if we're going to be healthy in our listening and show and secure love is, is presumption. I mean presumption where we presume to already understand everything. We presume that we already see the world the way they see it. We presume we've already heard everything they can contribute. We presume we don't need what they're going to sell. Look at Proverbs 18, 13. He who answers before listening is a fool. I mean that is folly and, and shame. And yet, don't we do this all the time? We lay down arguments before we even hear the premise of the argument. And that leads to the next one, quite frankly. The next obstacle that has to be removed, ego. We think we know it all. We think we have it all together. 
we think we're right. We think the universe swings on our abilities to think. We, one of the best definitions I've ever heard of ego is an acrostic, edging God out, ego. And we edge each other out because of ego. I, I presume I already know what you're going to say and have a better answer than you're going to come up with. That puts me at the center of the universe. And we do this in relationships all the time. Can we be honest? Don't we do this in relationships all the time? Ego. Proverbs 12, 15, the way of a fool seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. Can I read that verse more slowly? The way of a fool seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. Ego. I don't know about you, but that's a pretty good description of our world politically these days, isn't it? On both sides, a bunch of fools who refuse to listen to anyone who disagrees with them because their ego is the size of Saturn. It's just crazy. And let me just tell you what it is. Every time either side gets up and spouts their crap without even hearing the other side, every time it's sad, it's ignorant, and it proves them to be fools. And it'd be great uh, this is my opinion, I'm sorry. It'd be great to see some adults coming into office someday, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that just be an awesome thing? But, it's, but here's the thing, that's an easy target. It's really not just our political leaders, though. You see, it's a problem that you and I have as well. And it's so easy and fun to blast others when it's our problem, too. It's my problem, too. It's my problem in family relationships and work relationships and friendships. We need to remove this obstacle of ego and realize the other person, whoever they are, has something they can teach us. We need to remove the obstacle. If we're going to be good at listening, we need to remove the obstacle of distractions. Distractions. I don't know if you know this, but there was some method to our madness with that dumb game we just played. Do you know all the distractions we put down? First of all, we just threw those directions out there, and you know we're not trying to be as clear as we could be, and I mean, disorganized chaos a little bit. Then we started playing the stupid ducky song. I mean, really, the ducky song? What does that have to do with anything? And then I'm rolling around like a beached whale in my skinny jeans down here on the platform, and Dougie's working around the auditorium. We're doing this, and I was all about... It's really difficult to pay attention to anything. That's how the world is. I believe we live in a world of distractions beyond any point in history today, and it's killing our ability to listen. I mean, just technology is one example, and know, know this. Technology can be an unbelievable positive in our communication. I, I travel a lot, and I can be talking to my wife face-to-face -face on FaceTime, you know, and communicating and showing love, but more often than not, we're sitting in the same space at the same time, eating a meal, looking at our phones and not talking to each other at all. I know none of you do that. We'd rather be checking our Twitter feed than we would be talking to the person there. We're showing more love to technology than we are to the people that matter to us. We've got to remove the distractions if we're going to listen because listening shows love and secures love. But when we don't, we play the role of the fool. And one last one, if we're going to really, really remove the obstacles, then we have to get rid of our indifference. Indifference is a 
terrible word. Look at how the Bible talks about it. Matthew 13, 15, for this people's heart has become callous. They hardly hear with their ears. They hear the sounds, but they don't care enough to invest the energy to genuinely listen and understand what's being said. There are a lot of people who misunderstand love and its opposite. A lot of people think the opposite of love is hate. The opposite of love isn't hate because there's still passion and hate. To waste the energy of emotion to hate someone, there still has to be emotion involved. Do you know what the opposite of love is? Indifference. Where you just don't even matter enough for me to pay attention to you. And it's happening in our workplace relationships, it's happening in our family relationships, it's happening in our church spiritual relationships. It's just sad. We need to remove it. And whether you really feel this way or not, if you don't work at listening, if you don't do the work of bulldozing and removing these obstacles, you are simply saying, you don't matter enough to me for me to make the effort. Listening shows and secures love, and we need to learn the skill of it, and we need to practice, but it's more than just removing the obstacles. We also have to do something positive, and so let me go in the opposite direction. We have to give our full attention. I mean, it has to be a purposeful, intentional, strategic choice to remove the things that get in the way and to give our full attention, not partial, but full. And this idea of multitasking, let me just tell you, the greatest multitasker here cannot give full attention while doing two things. If we're going to really listen, if we're going to show love, then putting aside everything that matters to us to focus on what really matters to us is what we need to do. Full attention. Now, there are some things that I think have to do it. I've put them all in two words fashion just so you can remember them. If I'm going to give someone my full attention, I have to remember these two words, motor off. Because my motor, I'm, I'm just telling, my motor revs at pretty high RPMs. I'm just, I'm, one of the, I'm always wanting to go, I'm an activist. But that's not the way to build a relationship and listen. You have to turn the motor off to listen. Look at how the Bible says it. Jesus is talking to Mary, uh, to Martha. Mary had been sitting at his feet. Martha got ticked at Mary because she was sitting and listening to Jesus instead of doing the work of the household. And, and Martha complained. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about all this crap. And you didn't think Jesus said that word. That's amazing. Um, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen what's better, and it will not be taken away from her. She turned her motor off, and she sat and listened to the Son of God. I mean, we have to turn the motor off. And I have to tell you, this is important to me, because my, I rev at such a high RPM. I have to intentionally, when, especially when my kids were small, I had to come home, turn my car off, and sit there for a couple of minutes and contemplate. They are more important than the problem I've been dealing on. They are more important than the organization I'm building. They're more important than the staff difficulty I'm fighting. They're more important than the resource lack. We, we, they're more important. Motor off, motor off, motor off. So I could go in and they could know how much I love them and I could secure their love. Motor off. I have to do it with my team as well. I, you have to do it. If we're going to really give our full attention, two words we need to remember, mouth closed. I mean, serious. 
mouth closed. This is not good. And I know, you know how they say women are more verbal than men? That's a, that's a generality that's just not always true. I am more verbal than my wife by about a hundred times. I mean, it's crazy. It's like I just, I always have something to say. I didn't say I always have something good to say. I didn't say I always have something intelligent to say. I just always have something to say. But when I'm saying it, I'm not learning. When I'm saying it, I'm not listening. When I'm saying it, I'm not showing love. Mouth closed. Mouth closed. James 1.19, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Wow. Isn't it weird? We're quick at what we should be slow at, and we're slow at what we should be quick at. Motor off, mouth closed. If I'm going to give full attention, if I'm going to show insecure love, there's another two words we need to know. Mind open. See, some of you go, oh, I'm, I listen all the time, I listen. It's just that no one says anything smart. <laughs> Mind open. Look at the, look at the Bible. Acts 17, 11. Now the Bereans were of more noble character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Here was this guy, he came talking about, oh, some new concepts that they had never heard before. And most people just shut them down and wanted to kill Paul. But these were noble. They said, well, let's go to the scripture and see if what he's saying is true. They had a mind open. They were listening. If we're going to really show insecure love, if we're going to become people who listen, we have to open up our mind and realize just because we've never heard it doesn't mean it's totally wrong. Just because we didn't think of it doesn't mean it's not good. Just because it's never happened before. All that stuff. Mind open. Now, we should examine it by God's word. And if it contradicts God, well, I get it. But we should have our minds open. I had a bunch of people reject my whole ministry in the early days because we were communicating God's truth in a language they had never communi heard it communicated in. You know, video wasn't always in the church and all these different things. And we, we didn't change God's truth. We just communicate in new ways. And then people started opening their mind and go, oh, look at the people that are being impacted. If we're going to give our full attention, then we need to make this positive adjustment. Two words, complete focus. Complete focus. I'm putting down the paper or putting down the iPad. I'm putting down Twitter. I'm putting down Instagram and Snapchat. I'm not going to be a cute little puppy with ears hanging out and my tongue going like this. You know, I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to focus on you. And you know when you do that, the minute you do that with a grandkid, with a, an employee, with a friend, with a neighbor, the minute you do that, you know what you're saying? You matter. When you don't, you're saying you don't. And think about how often we don't. And then we need to, and this is a big one, if we're going to really give our full attention, we need to remember these two words, heart sensitive. Can I tell you, there's more that's being said than the words that are being said. There's more that's going on than the words that are being pronounced. And very often, we get, I get it locked in the war of words with people I'm in relationship with. You know, it's like, oh, and I challenge the words, and I challenge this. And my heart's not sensitive enough to realize the words aren't the real issue here. 
It's the unspoken stuff that's going on. Jesus saw that. He was talking to a woman from Samaria who had been broken in just many ways, and she was covering it, you know, with her words of, oh, should we worship here? And she had all kinds of spiritual religious questions, and I'm not sure I believe in God. All these different things, and the same conversations we have today. Many of our talk, much of our talk about God and how he doesn't exist and all that is simply a cover of the real pain going on in our lives. And Jesus knew it, and he had his heart sensitive. He gave her his full attention, and look, he told her, go call your husband and come back in John 4, 16 to 18. And she says, well, I don't have a husband. And he said, yeah, I know. You have no husband. In fact, as you've had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband, you, you've experienced so much pain and so much brokenness, and you're covering it all with all this religious talk, but what you really need is forgiveness, a relationship with God. And you see, it's not enough to listen to the words. You have to listen with your heart. And that's when you really start showing and securing love. We need to listen beyond the words, and we need to see the pain, to see the difficulties. And You know, one of the greatest things we can do to listen is simply ask a question. I, I don't know. You know, even if they're beating us up, I mean, it's a, can I, what, what did I really do? You know, how did I hurt you? How did I neglect you? Or whatever. And then sometimes you'll never get it. It takes two. But I'm just telling you, there's more that's going on than the words. And if we want to show and secure love as Jesus would do, don't we need to listen with our heart? Well, I hope that gives you some stuff that you can work on. But I, I want to move from a practical application in our horizontal relationships to a spiritual application in our relationship with God, Okay. Because whether you've thought about this or not, everything I've just said about our human relationships is relevant in our relationship with God. Because you do know, right, that, that the love we can have for one another ultimately only flows from the love we have or don't have with God. 1 John 4, 19 says that we love because he first loved us. And many of us can't love each other and listen to each other because we don't feel loved by God or listened to by God. And it's sad because it doesn't have to be that way. And so the spiritual application is simply this. If we're going to experience and enjoy a healthy relationship with Jesus, then, then we have to learn and practice the essential skill of listening to him. And all the same obstacles are there, right? There are distractions between us and God. There's busyness. We're too busy to, to you know, open his word and hear him, to, to be a part of conversations with him and to wait, wait on him to talk. to. Every obstacle there is is a part of our problem with God. In fact, some of us have just become totally indifferent. You know, who cares if he shows up? I, I'm just, it's not worth it to me. How sad. We need to remove those obstacles and then we need to, with God, motor off and close our mouths and open our minds. We need to, with God, go through these same applications because if we don't give him our complete focus and open our heart to him, we'll never hear him. And so many of us, as we're running around like Martha, are wondering why God doesn't speak. God is speaking. It's just Mary sitting at his feet and we're not. We need to practice listening. And so I just want to end with two questions and then I'll give you a conclusion. And then we'll play another game. No, 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 we will not. Here, here's the first question. Have you ever genuinely listened and responded to Jesus? Listened to and responded to Jesus. I mean, genuinely. I'm not talking you learned a bunch of religious stuff and you're, you know, you're doing it because you don't want him to send a lightning bolt through your skull. 
I'm talking about have you genuinely listened to him and responded to Jesus? I mean, look at John 5, 24. I tell you the truth, he says, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed from death to life. One of the things Jesus says is, yes, you failed. Yes, you've fallen short. Yes, you've sinned. And the wages of sin is death. That is true. But, but hey, that's why I came, because I lived the life that you failed to live. And I died on the cross so that you wouldn't have to die for your sin and guilt. And I rose again so I could give you new life. And all you have to do, he says it right here, all you have to do is trust me. Not get religious, not get fanatically weird, not go to catechism. Trust him. Have you ever responded that way? You know what we tend to do? We tend to argue. Well, you don't know what happened to me, and God's failed me, and you don't know what this, you don't blah, 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 blah. And you know what we're doing? Once again, we're putting ourselves at the center. We're not listening at all. What we need to do is maybe just drop the walls and drop the pretense. Just hear what he says and trust him. So before I finish this talk, that's exactly what I'm going to give you the opportunity to do. Okay, would you just in the quietness of this moment, just, just bow with me. In all of our different environments, just bow with me. And I hope that you're having a conversation with God wherever you're at in the journey. But if you'd like to experience his forgiveness and him making you new, pray with me, would you? Make my words the expression of your heart to God. Just say, Jesus, I, I'm hearing right now. I'm admitting I am a sinner. I, I have guilt. I have problems. But I believe that you died on that cross because you love me to forgive my sin. I believe you rose again. And so in this moment, I'm putting my trust in you asking you to forgive me and make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you just prayed with me, would you let me know? We want to give you information about next steps. We want to give you a Bible, but we have to know you prayed with me. And so all you do, if you're in one of our campus contexts, take out this program we give you and just fill out the connection card and check off that you prayed to receive Jesus for the first time or you prayed to renew your faith, whichever one's relevant, and then throw it in one of the boxes right at every exit in all of our campus environments and then we'll send you that bible and information if you're watching online we'll do the same thing for you just hit the what next button and we'll do that for you too okay and i, I also want to encourage you all of you who are in context here i know some of you watch from around the world but if you're anywhere near any of our campus settings i'm doing a really special seminar this coming friday night called discover northridge i mean we serve dinner it's a really nice time it's far more intimate and relational and just get to talk about you know, what Northridge is about and how we're trying to help you take next steps. If you're interested at all in pursuing the idea of knowing Jesus or knowing this church or understanding the Bible a little bit better, it's a great first step and there's a dinner too. So I hope you'll sign up for it. You can do it online or you can go to the guest center and do that in any of your locations. But here's the last question I want to ask you. Um, and it's based upon John 10:27, the words of Jesus, where he said, my sheep Listen to my voice. By the way, my sheep show, my, show me their love by doing what? By listening. My sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. Here's the question. Have you been genuinely listening and responding to Jesus lately? I find most of us kind of live in a constant state of ticked off 
Where it's like, he's disappointing me, he hasn't come through, why should I listen to him? Remember what I said earlier, when we feel we're not listened to, we stop listening, and many of us have stopped listening because we don't think he's listening. That's not true. He's listening. We're the ones like Martha who are distracted. And we need to start listening again, start removing those obstacles and start practicing the skill, start giving him our full attention. And I promise you, not only is he speaking, but what he speaks will change your world. And here's the way I want to conclude the whole talk. If, here's the thought I want to leave you with on this weekend. Jesus told us that the world would know we're his followers not by our politics, not by the news we watch, not by all the great generous things we do. Now, Jesus told us that, that the world would know we're his followers by our love. Did you know that? John 13, 35. The world will know you're my followers by your love. And here's the truth. Listening shows love. The world doesn't see Christians as listeners. The world sees Christians as judgers and condemners and people who are against everything. Not willing to listen to anything. They know everything and, and no one else knows anything. And that's not how the world will know we're a follower of Jesus. The world will know we're followers of Jesus by our love. I actually believe that we need to start listening because then the world will say, these people are beginning to look a little bit like Jesus. When we start listening and showing love, it'll start changing our lives. It'll start changing our relationships. And I believe it'll do one other thing. I believe when we start listening, it'll ultimately change the world. And wouldn't it be great if the world started seeing some adult Christians who are showing his love by listening. Let's change our world. So glad you were here. We'll see you next time. <laughs>